Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, Brendo, Steve here. And Larson. Yeah, welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at YouTube.com forward slash Stephen Larson available wherever podcasts can be found. Be sure to hit that subscribe button and the little notify bell next to it to make sure you're always getting your new, new, new going new. in raw notifications. We're also available on the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. A variety of reward tiers exist over there. Oh, yes. One of them, of course, is the $20 reward tier. Mm. When you subscribe to the $20 reward tier, not only do you get the Friendo Care Package, not only do you get five bonus episodes every single week, Larson. You get to submit your video question or text question right here to Matt Chat. Every Sunday, we will watch the video. We'll answer the question that you're proposing to us right here, only on Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Yes. All right. Let's kick things off with a, with a text question. Let's do it. From Nemo. Okay. She asks, what is a dream match that is 100% possible that we haven't had yet? Uh, she says, Daniel Bryan versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Can we agree that that's probably, probably top answer? Top answer. Yeah. So we'll come up with like a, a other answers that aren't that one, but that is probably top answer. Yes, because going way back like the early aughts, they were roommates, both training, I believe, at the New Japan LA Dojo. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, if the story is true, it was Daniel Bryan who introduced donuts to Shinsuke Nakamura. Yeah. yeah. Um, Daniel Bryan wants it. One of the reasons Nakamura signed with WWE was to get that match. Mm-hmm. Hasn't mm-hmm. happened yet for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Imagine, just imagine, even if it's like the IC title. Imagine they build up Shinsuke with this new thing with Sami Zayn. Mm-hmm. And then he ends up like turning on Sami Zayn. Because everybody hates Sami Zayn. But I think in a good way. That, that way that you want, you know? I think he's got good heel heat. Shinsuke turns on him, sort of turns face. You still have that great, amazing... Awesome. So, like, Shinsuke reaches NXT Shinsuke levels, and you get Daniel Bryan just killing it as a heel because he's so great. Imagine that kind of match. And then you get maybe a match where there's, like, a double turn. Mm -hmm. I feel like these guys can do anything and everything if given a lot of freedom with their creative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But otherwise, I stole this answer from you because you blurted it out, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's what I would say. Kevin Owens versus Adam Cole, baby. I mean, who wouldn't want to see that? That to me is on, they're on, they're under the same company. They might not be on the same brands, but that can change just like that. 
I would love to see that. I more want to see Kevin Owens join the Undisputed Era. Yes. Well, I mean, ideally, exactly. Feud first, join Mm -hmm. later. Yeah, exactly. Um, Great answer. I know because I thought of it. Yes. Um, Correct. Another answer I had written down is Matt Riddle versus either Brock Lesnar. So Matt Riddle get his his wish to retire Brock Lesnar. I like the better one. Or Matt Riddle versus Goldberg. That's the one everybody wants. Yeah, at this point, yeah. That's a main event right there. It really is. Oh, I'd love it. That's a mania main event right there. Because Matt Riddle Riddle, versus Goldberg. I think what Matt Riddle is like realizing is, man, he's part of the company now. You can't really be slagging people off. I don't know, man. I mean, they put him on. They put him on the reaction show to that last pay per view that Goldberg had a match on, knowing full well that he was going to talk trash. And but then he was also forced then to confront Goldberg. He yeah. went looking for him. Yeah, and uh, and Goldberg seemingly was like, how would you describe Goldberg's demeanor via Riddle's story about that when he said? Yeah, we, we, we got a lot of talking to do, but don't call me bro. But then the conclusion was, more or less, all right, we'll talk later. Yeah. So it wasn't like there was a ton of animosity. See, no, seem like. seemed good nature. You yeah. know, it's, it's the kind of thing, and this is on a completely different level, obviously. But, like, we are presented with opportunities to interview some WWE people, like, once a year. Mm-hmm. So, like, I have become cognizant of, man, if I talk too much trash... I might be confronted with this person. And I wonder, do you really want I wonder that? if this is Goldberg's mindset. Goldberg's been in this industry for a very long time and has made a ton of money. Oh, big time. Uh, doing the professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure Matt Rill's done uh, pretty well for himself. Oh, yeah, of course. Up to this point. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Goldberg's a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. He probably thinks, I wonder if he thinks, sorry. I really don't care what Matt Riddle says. Could be. My legacy is entrenched. Could be. Uh, I, I'm set for life. Um, so say whatever you want. Yeah, that could be. That could be. Like, and, and I wonder if he just doesn't even take it. He doesn't even take it personally. Yeah. It's like, yeah, probably, probably. It's pro wrestling. You know, there is a lot of good natured, sometimes not so good natured trash talk that goes mm-hmm. on amongst wrestlers, and mm-hmm. it's it's hard to tell how much of that is a work, how much of that is a shoot, yeah. how much is a little bit of both. So yeah, I don't know, but it's a match I definitely like to oh, see. Oh heck yes, man! That's for sure, to get people talking. That's for sure. All right, next up, we have Christopher Rabersod. Very excited about the upcoming Madison Square Garden. Oh, he's he's very concerned about it. Seemingly TV tapings that they're doing both around SmackDown, right? I believe so. Yeah. yeah. So let's see what he has to say. Hello, Stephen Larson. So Stone Cold Steve Austin is returning to Madison Square Garden to save Vince McMahon from his ratings and low ticket sales. So my biggest fear is I feel like when Stone Cold will return to Madison Square Garden. We are going to see The Fiend, and Stone Cold is going to put The Fiend over. I do not want to see that. I don't think Stone Cold, The Rock, or Hulk Hogan should put a new guy over. Because I think they're in like the godly levels, that they should not put nobody over. They're like superstar level. And I do not want to see my Stone Cold Steve Austin, who stuttered people and drank a lot of beer, put over The Fiend. A character that is brand new. And I don't know if it's, if it's even going to last that long with his booking. So my question is, is Stone Cold and The Fiend going to have a segment? And should Stone Cold put him over? I think Stone Cold should just turn his ass and get this over with. I don't care. Thank you, Christopher Rappersod. Thank you, Christopher Rappersod. Steve, can you give me oh, hell yeah? Oh, hell yeah. Bishop. Why not? I'll tell you why Stone not. Stone Cold's legacy is intact. 
this this is the current crop of, of, of talents on the roster now. We need to worry about getting them over. Worry about, I suppose getting Stone Cold over. Stone Cold needs to worry about getting his new USA show over with the viewers. That uh that that gimmick dropped below a million viewers like a second or third week. He's got to worry about that more so than not taking a mandible claw from Bray Wyatt. The lineup of guests is kind of weak. They should have kept it to just WWE people. There yeah, a- why didn't they lead off with Becky? I know. That should have been the premiere episode. They're like Rob, Rob Ribble. Rob Riggle. Riddle? He, I mean, he's got like a cool story. I like him. No, yeah. don't get me wrong. He's great in like supporting comedy roles. He's not He's not he's something you kick NFL. a show off with. No, he's not. They had uh, Baker Mayfield, I think, the most recent episode. I didn't even know who that was. He's quarterback for the Cleveland Browns. He's, a, he's, a, he's an up-and-coming uh, football star, but not exactly on the same level as, say, Tom Brady. Well, he's not. Drew Brees. Well, I don't know about I don't know about Drew Brees, but Tom Brady would be a freaking black hole charisma too. Probably Drew Brees actually seems like a relatively he seems like personable a fun, yeah, guy. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Isn't he in one of those Frank Thomas commercials? Or am I thinking? No, I'm thinking of Flutie. Am I thinking of Flutie? I think you're thinking of Flutie. Flutie. Flutie would been cool. Yeah, Brees is still active. Tom Brady's too worried about protecting his brand to be interesting. I think. Yeah, uh, but yeah, that kid they had. He's like super young, and he obviously doesn't really know a lot about stuff. And it was kind of awkward because apparently the guy is a big Halo fan. Mm. And Stone Cold wheeled out like a, a legit warthog from Halo, and the kid didn't know what it was. Because I mean, warthogs—they just look like military yeah, vehicles. True. It's not—they're not that. It's not like Kit. It's not that Knight distinctive. Rider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a bad idea. Anyways, back to Stone Cold. Yeah, the Fiend—the first time they had opportunity to make a huge star of Bray, uh, they whiffed more often. Than they they hit a home run. He should have beat John Cena at WrestleMania. He probably should have beat a Undertaker at WrestleMania too. For sure. Um, you get a second chance here with Bray, this new iteration with the Fiend. You can't whiff again. Sure, he's taken down Foley. He's taken down Kurt Angle. Um, he's got to take someone that's 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 as uh, Christopher says here, God tier. Stone Cold. I don't think Stone Cold would care. He's down to do it. He wants to put these this, these new talents over. Heck yes. I'm gonna say no. I'll tell you why. Stone Cold. Number one, okay, so there's a couple angles I can approach this answer as to why this should not happen. Number one, first and foremost, what's the best use for Stone Cold Steve Austin? Is it in the middle of Madison Square Garden, uh, Vince Sr.'s territory? Is it wiser to show Stone Cold and Kevin Owens doling out stunners to the McMahons? Or have Stone Cold who I don't think since his 2003 last WrestleMania match at 19, I don't think we've seen him put over anybody the way other legends have Mm -hmm. who aren't wrestling. I don't think he's ever done that. I don't recall. It would be damn near unnatural and not in a good way. It would be disconcerting. It would make Stone Cold just come off like, oh, man, He's just one of the other legends who, like Foley, they do that stuff. Even Hogan, I think, hasn't, like, Lesnar came out and called Hogan grandpa. You know, that's enough. That's, that's, doing, that's like putting Lesnar over. I don't think Hogan was happy about that, too. Probably if I not. Correctly. Um, Stone Cold is too big. He should be untouchable. And I want to see him, because here's the thing. You want to take that Madison Square Garden uh, crowd to the next level because they're there. It should be a special event. Dropping stunners on the McMahons. That's how you use Stone Cold at Madison Square. So, so yes, that's my, that mindset why they can't build stars these days, Steve. 
I don't think you're going to build a star by what, what? What would Bray do? The uh, the the mandible claw? claw yeah. You wouldn't drop the stunner on him? No, Stone. Well, it'd be cool if he dropped Stone Cold with a stunner. <laughs> That'd get the crowd to mark out huge. Heck yeah, man. Oh man. Uh, next question from Ron Armenta and Sefi. Take it away. Hi, Steve. And Narson. And we have have a, a mad chat question. Take it away, Seth. What? is your favorite top 10 Oscar match. And you can include the Japan Oscar matches too, if you want. Okay. And uh, is this Becky-Sasha feud going to last all the way to WrestleMania? Or is it going to whimper out before SummerSlam? May the force be with you. Too sweet and a hearty handshake. Bye. 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 Thank you, Ron and Seffy. Oh. Uh, so I don't have 10 Oscar matches that I could just come up with on top of my head. Uh, but I will give you three. And so between the two of us, we've got what? One, two, we got three, four. And four. Okay, cool. Because, <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, actually, I have two. So, so right. I guess it's five. All right. So I'll go with Oscar versus Becky at the Rumble. Um, I like that match. Look, most of her NXT matches are going to be the best matches. The one match that I probably should put on here that I still haven't seen, but everybody raved about, and I'm sure is great, Nikki Cross versus Oscar Last Woman Standing. That's good. I think from what I understand, that was like a terrific match. Oh, here, I'll put that on my list. There you go. So we got that one. Uh, but I was a fan of the Oscar versus Becky at the Rumble match. I thought that it was an unlikely victory for Oscar because Becky just had so much momentum behind her. But they made it up by having Becky win the Rumble. But I thought that was cool because Becky won the Rumble. She's a big deal. But they had Oscar beat her, and what I thought was a pretty cool match. Didn't she make Becky tap out? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's cool. Then you have uh, what was actually a terrific match: Oscar's title victory. Uh, in the latter match against Charlotte and Becky at, I believe, was that TLC? Mm-hmm. That was terrific. That yeah, match TLC was just absolutely year. terrific. That was so much fun. It was a big fight right there. Yeah. Uh, and then when Asuka first won the title in NXT, her match against Bailey, I don't remember a whole lot about it, but it was probably pretty great because it was NXT and it was Bailey and it was Asuka. We were there for the rematch at uh, NXT Brooklyn 2, and that was a really good match. That one also then. So two, I got two, I'm gonna, three, four, five. I'm going to say her two takeover matches against Ember Moon. I like both those a lot. I know you weren't that keen on the one that we were there for in Orlando. Yeah. Uh, you should give that another watch because it's really good. Maybe I will. Um, I agree with the TLC match uh, uh, against Becky and Charlotte. And then I'll say the last woman standing match with Nikki Cross on NXT TV. That was really solid, too. Yeah, everybody said that was um, As for how long will this Becky and Sasha feud go, will it go to Mania or to Survivor Series? More likely Survivor Series. I don't think this is going to continue as a singles feud going all the way to Mania. I'll split the difference, man. Say it goes to the Rumble. Okay. I think it stops there, and then Becky... Uh, maybe we go back to Becky Charlotte. Maybe they try that for a main event. At, well, I mean, maybe, they, maybe they'll go four horsewomen. That's what I'm thinking. Four way, yeah. yeah. Rope everybody back in. That'd yeah, be terrific. Yeah, now that that makes all the sense in the world. Mm-hmm. You can host the best backyard barbecue when you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. 
The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Uh, next, got a question from Cult of False Realities. Or so you think it is. Hello there, Stephen Larson and all the friendos out there. The Cult of Force Reality could not be here today, so I decided to take his place. And for his matchup question, I'm going to take it over and ask which wrestlers need to embrace the dark side. Let the demon inside of them take over. And show their true personalities. Too sweet. And a hearty handshake. Thank you, Cult of False Reality. Thank you very much. Very scary. Very scary. Very so scary. here, for me, is Damian Priest. They've alluded that he likes to stay out late at night. Oh, dude, I think he's embraced his dark side. Not fully. He's an archer. He shoots fire. But he, they're alluding the fact that he's a vampire. He wants to live forever. Doesn't that mean he's already... An aspiring vampire. So what, what next step would he take to further embrace his dark side? Becoming a vampire. Well, there's only one way you do that. Get bit by a vampire. Correct. So make that happen. Okay. Bring Gangrel in. Oh, Problem solved. All right. All right. I like it. That's good. That's really good. And he could reconstitute the brood in NXT. Uh-huh. Okay. Like uh, Gangrel... Uh, bites him, makes him a vampire. Damian Priest is like, ah, finally vampire. <laughs> like happy. dispatches a gangrel. That's yeah. getting really, you know, like sinister there. That's good. And then, and then I am, I am going to restart the brood. I'm going to bite people and make them vampires too. Who? But I want it to be kind of dark and and, and 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 grim, but also somewhat like what we do in the shadows, a little lighthearted. Oh, okay. I still, still anyway. There's so many shows that I'm, I'm like in the middle of dark now, but I'm still in the middle of glow. And then I'm in the middle of Mindhunter season two. 
I watched another episode of that season one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've lost. It's been so long since I've watched the first four episodes. The first, just skip. You don't need to watch the first one. The, it's funny because Sean Ross Sapp was talking about it, and you probably saw this interaction on Twitter. He said, "Man, the dialogue in this episode is like so clunky," and I'm like. I remember literally wanting to just turn it off and not turn it back on again because of the date scene in the first episode. Yeah. It's so bad. And the rest of the series is really good. I think I got the feeling watching that it was supposed to be bad. Like these people are awkward with each other. Like the one dude, the main dude does like his personal, his interpersonal skills are just not good. Yeah. I think that's what they were going for. But for me, it was like a, a Rushmore where it was like, go away heat mm. with uh, what's his face. Anyways, getting back to it. I'm going to say Finn Balor. Come on, easy answer. Prince Devitt, do the execution style stuff. And he's like cursing at people. And he's like going to restaurants and shopping people. Holy, not going to happen. Oh, man, be WWE. great. Take it to the next level. Uh, next question from Blake Whitehouse. What's going on, guys? It's your boy Blake Whitehouse here with another Matt chat question. I am here freshly shaven in my closet while my dog sleeps because I forgot to record this video. Now for my question. WWE and TNA have had original matches. WWE having the Elimination Chamber, TNA having Ultimate X. What original match type would you like AEW to have? I know you guys are both insane and crazy, and I want to hear what you have to say. Thank you. Thank you, Blake. Thank you, Blake. Go ahead, Steve. All right. Uh, so remember we did that one video where there was like a death match on like this floating small island type thing. Yeah. And there's like a sickle involved. Yeah. I want them to just do that. They got Joey Janela and Darby Allen and Jimmy Jimmy Havoc. Jimmy Havoc. Jerry Havoc. Put, have them go to town. Every pay-per-view, just those three, just kick it up another notch. Get Mox in there too. Get Mox in there. Bring Nick Gage in. (laughs) Yes. Get Zandig out of retirement. Get Zandig out there. Yeah, dude. The whole just merge with CZW. So you want CZW? I want CZW. Get Superhuman in there too. <laughs> See, your book is better than me. You got Gage and Zandig, man. And Superhuman. Heck yeah, and Superhuman. <laughs> woo woo. No, I want I want a blood sport style shoot fight type thing. I like it. That's good. I want Mox a shoot and, fight. Uh, Barnett, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I want it in AEW. Kenny's got MMA experience. Yeah. When he left the WWE Elemental, yeah. he thought about becoming a, a mixed martial artist. Mm-hmm. He's got some training. Mm-hmm. Um, Bring in Del Rio. He's an MMA guy. I, no. Mm-hmm. Prefer not. Yeah. Uh, Jericho, I know he's been training at Batista's gym. That's where he learned Judas Effect. <laughs> That's, That's MMA training right there. There you go. <laughs> Judas Effect. So something like that. And you can have, uh, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of the idea of judges and rounds. You can have rounds for sure. Rounds, yeah. Make it like uh, 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 like Pancrase. Oh, how about this? No, wait. So everything you just said, blood, blood sport shoot fight style thing, but fatal four ways. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> so, Did you see the, multi, the yes! multi, multi-person uh, MMA matches? So I've seen. Or they team. They're a team. They're teams. Yeah. That's a problem. I want five people just all trying to exactly. kill each other. <laughs> okay, yeah. Fatal four-way. <laughs> that would be great. Shoot style matches. There we go. We, we improved each other's ideas. A shoot fight with four people? Amazing. <laughs> That'd be great. That would be awesome. Has, is that like not legal? Is, are you not allowed to sanction a match like that? Like they can sanction team MMA? That wasn't in the States though. Well, we got to find out where to go because I think that can make all the money. Another idea I want to do is the, the, the slapping the slapping contest. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That was oh. great. Boy, that was so brutal. Uh, 
Next from Gatlin T. Stephen Larson, this is the Firefly Funhouse's newest puppet, Gatlin T. And I want you guys to fantasy book the first year of AEW, including some things that they should do and including some things that they shouldn't do. Thank you guys. Too sweet and a hearty handshake. Thank you, Gatlin T. Thank you, Gatlin T. All right. So, booking a year of AEW, it's a bit out of our pay grade right there. We'll say there. what a couple things they should and should do over the course of next year. Two things they absolutely should do. Oh, I got I got three, actually. First and foremost, they need to sign LAX. Yeah, that's a good one. They need to sign LAX. I think that would be awesome. They already got a really good tag division. Um, the addition of LAX, you get some dream matches we probably have never seen before, like against Young Bucks. Maybe we have seen that. I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, uh, just the the emphasis that that AEW wants to place on tag team wrestling in terms of being it being potentially main eventing pay per views. Mm-hmm. You bring LAX in, LAX in, and they got to change the name apparently. Uh, that's going to go a long way towards accomplishing that. Mm-hmm. Another thing they absolutely should do during the course of next year is put that 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 world title on Kenny Omega. Yep, uh, he's the guy that long term they they're probably going to want to build the company around. Yep, to bring eyeballs on it. Um, it helps to put the belt on Jericho right away to bring some potential laps fans back in. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's all a means to get that belt on Kenny and have him be the guy that carries the company for the next couple of years, year or two. Uh, one thing they absolutely positively should not do is sign uh, so many WWE Impact or Ring of Honor cast-offs. They, they're seen as a dumping ground. Um, this kind of, for lack of a better term, reclamation project they got going on with the former Ty Dillinger, Sean Spears, would be really interesting to see if they could take a guy that WWE really didn't do anything with um, and, and oh, that's good, um, and build him into a major star. Now, if they can do that effectively, then it might dispel the notion of, of the, uh, you know, like they're going to be a dumping ground essentially for people that couldn't make it in WWE, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. But you just don't want that perception. You don't want the perception of, of, of this is where people go when they can't make it in WWE, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, because it just makes you seem like you're, you're, you're like the minor leagues in comparison to WWE. So yeah, no, those are all good. No, those are all good. I like that you that there is the idea that they can become a dumping ground from Ring of Honor. <laughs> well, I don't want to leave anybody out. I know, I know. Um, no, I I think the point that that I can sort of piggyback onto that last one, what they shouldn't do, is just because a guy. You know, right now, everybody seemingly is signed. Mm-hmm. And just because somebody might leave their contract, don't snap them up because you think WWE wants them. Yes. WWE wants everybody. Yes. So be very selective. I agree with only, that. Only sign people that fit into your vision of what your company is going to be. Correct. Uh, I would say, uh, I would storyline-wise, I 100% agree. Kenny needs to win that title. He should be face of the company. Uh, I'd like to see a hangman... And MJF double turn. I think MJF is at the point where people are enjoying his work as a heel so much, he naturally will end up starting get starting to get the face reaction. Use that to see if we can get an effective hangman page heel turn. That can last a year until he's so effective as a heel, people want to see him go back to a face and he t- turn him back. And then he goes and he has a second chance for the title and maybe wins it at that juncture. Yeah, exactly. I think yeah. that'd be a wise move. Yeah. Um, I'd also like to see this. I'm a big fan of Scorpio Sky. He's great. Uh, I think he should not just go solo. I think he'd be a really, really great addition to the, to the singles men's division. Maybe make him kind of the Kofi of SCU. They remain together, but he's the guy who strikes out on solo stuff and is very successful. 
I'd really like to see that. Um, I think in the women's division, they should bring in Allison Kay. I think right now she's with NWA, but I'm not sure if she's actually signed with them. She's their women's champion. She's their women's champion. Um, and then most importantly, continue their relationship with AAA, a heavier presence of AEW at Triple Mania next year. So Absolutely. we can, we can kind of co-stream some AEW. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, next question from Stephen M. What's going on, guys? Uh, my chat question this week is managers making a difference. Uh, last week, Rowan pointed out that Daniel Bryan's foot was on the rope, and Sam Vega is always often enforcing stuff. But when she calls for moves as well, I find that cool. Kind of like in my experience in MMA, coach calling out a move you should do when they see a weakness. So, should managers be more hands on and do stuff like that, or should they back off and just be a focal point and maybe big up their guys? So, too sweet. Thank you, Stephen M. Thank you, Stephen M. Uh, yeah, they should become way more involved. Yeah, okay, sure, why not? Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, I understand the the like manager feels can fill several different different roles. If one of them is just to kind of be there and based on their mere presence generate heat, face or heel heat for the person they're representing, I get that. I don't like the idea of a manager of somebody they're not doing something with being stuck with somebody. That's sort of our trepidation right now about Sami Zayn and Shinsuke. It's like, okay, well, Sami might still be feeling the effects from his shoulder surgeries. Yeah. So maybe that's why they have him with Shinsuke, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure that's a great idea. But if they have a good idea for that, then cool. I like, so, for example, um, Stokely Hathaway. Can't wait to see what they're going to do with him mm-hmm. as manager. Mm-hmm. I like the idea of bringing in managers. Not guys who, you know, specialize in wrestling. Who Like, I thought that Drake Maverick, who obviously was heavily a wrestler before he was manager of 205 Live, GM of 205 Live, that ended up being pretty cool. Yeah. I thought that was a really good spot. Him as manager of AOP, not cool. Not, no, no, that was a terrible fit. But if you can find good fits, they should have kept Paul Ellering with oh, absolutely, AOP, absolutely. Like 100%. So that's a bummer. Yeah, so the algorithm. I love the idea of really, really well-matched-up managers and wrestlers. So, Agreed. yeah, absolutely. Agreed. And, and I'm, I'm all in favor of managers getting involved, helping their their clients win matches, just not be out there for moral support, Yeah, actively helping them, yeah. especially if the wrestlers, in this case, are heels. I agree. I agree totally. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Uh, Next question from Rich. Hey, friendos. Rich the Smash Bro here with another Man Chat question. Looking over the past few years, who's had the worst creative? Drew McIntyre or Braun Strowman? Drew has been a glorified henchman, and he hasn't really been in the spotlight. 
And every time Braun is in the spotlight, it seems like he goes from a giant who can essentially tip over an 18-wheeler to someone who takes one finisher and gets pinned. So other than take away the fact that Braun is the tag champ right now, like go back about a month ago and then look back at everything over the past few years between Braun and Drew. Who's had it worse? And then who do you think over the next six months going into Mania next year, who's going to have the brighter spotlight on him? Let me know, boys. Thank, Thank you, you Rich. Rich. All right, so. Go ahead. I kind of interrupted. You can go first this right, time. I'll go first. Let me find the question again. Oh, oh, my God, yeah. No, we're on the same page here. I see your question here. Who's had the worst creative? Oh, interesting. Who's had the worst creative in the last two years, Drew or Braun? Uh, I, I got it. You got to go with, with Drew McIntyre. Two years. Does two years ago cover Roman and Braun? I think so. You can tell with Braun. Granted, he's had... Braun, I'll put it this way. Braun has had higher highs. Drew has had lower lows. Braun has never been a henchman to Shane McMahon. At least no, when I can remember. heel turn wasn't that great for him. But. It wasn't great, but it was an attempt at something to capitalize on Braun. You can tell that there's actual effort with Braun. And these days, especially, there seems to be the idea that, man, Braun might actually be a foundational piece. Drew, I'm starting to get freaked out at this idea that Drew, they, they, that might just be his role, is guy who's like just sort of below like Samoa Joe in terms of what their plans are. I really don't. He doesn't even seem like at one time it was like, man, this guy might be sniffing. Like they put him with Dolph when Dolph wasn't really that interesting. And there was like, I was like, maybe they can do something interesting with that. But they just never did. They never did. They just had him lose in the first round at King of the Ring. Nah, man. Braun has had higher highs. Drew's had lower lows. That's a recency bias right there for you. Drew might. Yeah, I know. Drew might have had more consistent, but it's consistently low. It's consistently mediocre. Here's the thing. I think that Drew, more often than not, when he's given mediocre creative based on the power of his personality and, and the quality performer he is, can elevate it above the quality of what his creative actually is. Like, pairing with him and Dolph should not have worked. And at times it didn't. But when it, made, when it worked, it was mostly because of Drew. Yeah, for sure. Because of his performance. I agree with that. And time and time again, he'll take a little thing, and based on his performance, little details he, 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 he infuses in everything he does makes it interesting. Um Braun, when he was in that feud with Roman, was awesome. Built him up. People were starting to get behind him. Uh, when he wins the money in the bank. And inexplicably, they turn him heel for a short-term feud with Brock Lesnar and destroyed basically all his momentum. He, the crowd was really behind him, and, 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 and he was going to be going places. And then they were like, okay, we need someone to take on Lesnar at a crown jewel. Uh, let's just turn Braun heel and he'll cash in his briefcase in the most uninspiring uh, uh, way possible. He looked like a fool at SummerSlam prior to that, <laughs> trying to cash in. An absolute fool. Um, and yeah, you, you, you made the case that Braun's highs were higher, and I won't disagree with that. But when you go from maybe winning your first title to people not caring about you, yeah, he's but, on the way back up. I agree now because he's been gone for a little. He was gone for a little bit. They're finally booking him to his strength and having him in there uh, uh, doing what he does best, which is just beating people up and destroying things. Uh, and he doesn't really fall 
squarely on either side of the uh, face heel dynamic. He's just brawn, which is what he was doing initially before the heel turn. But just the low, the, the absolute low of Braun turning heel is way lower, I feel like, than anything Drew has done yet. Because Drew's never had that high of being on the verge of being Universal Champion. He's never had any of that, though. That's, I think that's my main thing, is that would you rather be mired in mediocrity or be the guy that everybody senses you're close to the Universal Championship and they're trying to get you there and maybe sometimes it spectacularly fails, but when he was when that when he did that heel turn, he was the A story. Yeah, but it was terrible. He's per- regardless, he was terrible. the A story. He's perpetually the guy. He almost got shoot knocked out by Brock Lesnar too. Uh, granted, that's not creative, but well, it's that's physicality in the ring that'll happen. <laughs> you get in there with Brock Lesnar, you're probably, <laughs> same you're, thing probably you accidentally hit him with a stiff knee, and he, and he almost knocks you out. Yeah, that's the power of Lesnar. But I don't know, man. I'd rather be the guy who. Man. I, just didn't, I feel like we've agreed too much this episode, so I'm just trying. I like it. That's good. Uh, anyways, who's going to have a brighter spotlight in the next six months? I mean, it's always he's Braun. He's taken on Seth for the Universal title. That, that which, clash. I, which still might be a big problem for, for Braun. It totally. Because you know? if, he, if he ends up losing that match clean, it's right back to square one. What? Yeah. At SummerSlam 2018, while Braun was being made to look a fool in the main event. Drew was just the corner guy for Dolph Ziggler for the Intercontinental Championship match. No, with, I know. With Seth Rollins won with uh, John Moxley. Yeah. No, so, I know. Yeah. It's a rough spot for Drew to be, and we love him, though. We do. But every once in a while, every once in a while, I mean, it's funny because, like, up until recently, I was like, yeah, man, Samoa Joe, he's great. They're doing good things with him. And it was sort of brought to light yeah, by, like, a Twitter user. He was like, yeah, they just bury the crap out of him. I was like, ah, he's not really buried. Then you think about it, I'm like, man, they do chump him out a lot. He doesn't win a whole lot of matches. I, I just, Important I, matches. Man, I'm getting that feeling with Drew. Mm-hmm. I'm getting that feeling with Drew that it's not going to get better. Yeah. I want it to get better because we both love him so yes. much. Yes. Don't know. Don't know. Uh, next from Jacksonville's number one, Gion Halili. Hey there, friendos. This is Jacksonville's number one, Matt Chatter, Gion Halili, back with another Matt Chat question for the week. Um, I don't have anything related to what's going on question-wise, so I thought I'd ask a fun one. Could you guys book a Steve versus Larson captain's challenge? Who are your members, uh, including commentary? And uh, why does the team that has Jacksonville's number one go over? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I thought it'd be fun. Uh, can't wait to hear what you guys say. Too sweet, hearty handshake, and uh, you guys are amazing. Peace out, guys. Thank you, Guion. Thank you, Guion. All right, this is my team. Epicomando. The Million Dollar Man. Mm-hmm. That's good. Uh, the Enforcer, Stevie Bradley. Good. What uh, would Epico bring to the team with the money that he brings? I mean, anything. Next level training? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, Performance enhancers? Maybe. <laughs> team building workshops. Armor? Yeah. <laughs> okay. If need be, paying off the ref. Okay, good, good. Uh, the Enforcer, going. Stevie Bradley. Oh, that dude's a tough. Uh, Double hard. Uh, Jacksonville's number one. Guion Halili. Yeah. And then Draft House Games. Uh, what would they bring to the equation? Joey Ryan. Joe, oh, an actual wrestler. Yeah. Okay, good. You might win on that one. Um, all right. Well, that's good then because I do have a guy who wouldn't mind trying to take the, uh, the, the what do they call it? The, the U-Porn Plex? Yeah. Wayne Maker. 
Uh, I got my twin towers, Wayne Maker and Alex C. Yeah, two of the goofiest, tallest dudes. <laughs> and Wayne is like, he's a he's a thick king, man. Yeah. He's like freaking thick, right? Yeah. So there's literally a picture of him on internet trying to get into a kids ride. You love this so and much. And they're like, Nah, bro, you're too big. So, anyways, uh, there's that. Of course, Karen. I would never want to cross Karen, man. Ooh, she'd deck me in the face, probably. I've seen her at NXT throwing soda cans at people. It's crazy. <laughs> I don't know why they let her sit front row. Uh, AO Worm, military man. Mm-hmm. He's in command, mm-hmm. right? And then, of course, Tim Spulak. You need something? He'll get it. Yep. I need a win, Tim. Yep. He'll get it. He'll get it. That's true. <laughs> Both good teams. <laughs> solid, solid. Solid teams. Uh, next, got a, next, got a, a text question from uh, B-Man, Patrick Sparks. B-Man. Uh, he says the British hey, Brando's Pat here. Go ahead. The British Bulldogs were known for their fantastic wrestling, but also Matilda the Bulldog. What animal would you associate to tag teams and factions today? Thanks, Brando's. Go ahead, Steve. Oh, so the Forgotten Sons, they hang out at Garbage Dump, yeah, right, where all the yard. trash yeah. and crap is. Yeah. So you reminded me, because I was like, hey, dude, what, what animal hangs out at the junkyard? And you said seagulls. Yeah, you ever been to the dump? It's <laughs> just seagulls everywhere. So... I associate with the Forgotten Sons seagulls. All right, because they eat trash and crap on cars. Yeah. Right? So then uh, I know this this person isn't a faction or a tag team, but Damian Priest, I associate him with bat because he should be a vampire. Because he should be a vampire, and they yes. turn into bats. And then Lucha House Party, uh, they're from the wonderful land of Mexico. Uh, when I think of Mexico, I think of one animal that's chupacabra. It's not a real animal. It's the goat sucker. It's not a real animal. <laughs> Not a real animal. That's what I think of. A, so Lucha House Party, goat suckers. All right. Uh, of course, New Day and unicorns. Okay, good. If you can say Chupacabra, I can say unicorns. Yeah, no, it's a mythical beast. Um, and then uh, for uh, uh, FTRKO, of course, uh-huh. Revival, Randy Orton, you got to go with the snake. So Preferably like, some giant viper. Oh, okay. Well, here's the thing, though. Okay, so Randy Orton, he's the viper. Uh-huh. You add them to the mix, and then you have to change the snake because... You have to add what they bring to the occasion. Is there yeah. some sort of top snake? Well, I mean, if we're talking, well, like a viper is just a venomous snake. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I don't know the the top of the line. Like, what is the most venomous snake? Oh man. I don't know what that is. It's not. It's not like a cobra. Or I don't know. I feel like what, it's something. This got to be. It's easier. on internet. Yeah. Here, I'll do it. Most. I'll Read. do it too. Venomous. Most oh box jellyfish? No, that's the name of the snake, man. <laughs> that's the most venomous animal, though. So maybe they're jellyfish. The inland taipan this, is is considered the most venomous snake in the world. What that only gets that lands at number eight on the science based life dot wordpress oh, that's site. Very confusing then. <laughs> what are you on? This is just Wikipedia. Wikipedia. The inland taipan. I got one more text question from the Hadley Doodly Champ. So this week's question comes from Chill Hafty on Discord. Question is, Steven Larson are each tasked with creating a game of chess with different WWE wrestlers as the king, queen, knights, which is a male tag team, bishops, a female tag team, uh, the rooks, a mixed tag team, and uh, pawns, who are jobbers. What do you have, Steve? I don't have anything. All right, I'll say this. Well, you had the first two. I quit when you already took the king, queen, because that's obviously Andrade and Charlotte. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Knights. Uh, I have the New Day. That's a good answer. Uh, Bishops. I'm with Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose. 
Okay, cool. I'd go with Kabuki Warriors, but that's good too. Uh, mixed tag team. I went with uh, Braun Strowman and Alexa Bliss. That's They're like the most memorable mixed tag team. I from. agree. Tim Little Big or Team Little Big. Yeah, Tim Little Big. I just and made then, a new person. And then for the 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 jobbers, so with the Ascension. You know, it's funny because like a lot of people have been able to. What? Where the hell is EC3? He's on uh, Edge and Christian's podcast. Oh, no, the, the, the Zack Ryder. The toy vlog. Yeah, yeah. Zack Ryder and uh, Kurt Hawkins, right? Why did they even, why did they even get him, dude? Don't know. Boy, that's irritating. Free EC3, man. He's not even a jobber because he's not even a match. He's not even on TV. Him and the, how is it that like, so the Ascension I kind of understand because I don't think they're very good. EC3 is really good. How is he not on TV? Everybody's on TV these days. I know. And he's not? I know. That's horrible. It is. It's pretty lousy, man. Even like. The B team were on TV this past week. Yeah. Ryder and Hawkins are on TV this yeah. week. Like, why don't they have EC3 with Drake Maverick in some way? I know. Golly. I know. What a bummer. It is a bummer, man. Anyways. Huge bummer. Another bummer is that we're done with Matt Chat today. Thanks, everybody, for watching. We do appreciate it. Yes. And until next time, we will talk to you later. Bye. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.